0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another weekly roundup. I am your hostess, Amber Moreno. If you're new here, welcome. I like to do these on Fridays. I like to do them literally unplanned, just spitballing my lessons that I've learned uh, throughout the past week. And I'm gonna see how long I can keep this up. I don't wanna make any promises, any guarantees or anything like that. Um, But the regular weekly release of the Feminine Rising podcast will be out every Wednesday until further notice for that matter. So if you're not already following me over on Instagram, go ahead and give me a follow at I am Amber Moreno because on there I do have more video type of content. I post pretty regularly over on there and you can also see when the latest episodes of the podcast are coming out. So, today I wanted to talk about, like I said, the lessons that I've learned. And over, I'd say this happened over the past weekend. It was a holiday weekend here in the States, in America, and So it was a Labor Day weekend, which I always think is hilarious that we have a holiday for the quote slaves of corporate America. Like what is going on? Anyways, that's, that's besides the point. We can get on a whole tangent with that, but we won't go there right now. But it was over the weekend where I was able to witness others going through their karma and dharma. And we'll just start the story here. So my husband and I needed to go out into the world, the matrixy world, but just to kind of give you an, an idea. So where we live, we kind of live more on the west side of the valley. So how Phoenix is kind of divided up, it's the east side of the valley, which tends to be a little bit more white collar until you pass like the 101. And then on the east side of the valley, it's very much blue collar, no matter what. It's just blue collar on that side. Where we live, even though we're on the east side of the valley, there is a little pocket that we're in that's kind of a mixture of uh, white collar and blue collar, but it's mostly white collar types of families. but. As we leave the Shire, as I call it, over on the west side of the valley, that's the closest shopping centers to us, versus the east side where I used to shop and I'm more familiar with, it's pretty, like it's a trek. It's at least 20 to 30 minutes versus driving, you know, 10 to 15 minutes to get what we need, whether that's Home Depot, Walmart, whatever, which I bring up these stores because that's actually where we were headed. I like to check out Walmart first um, because I was looking for plant pots because there are a few plants that I actually still need to repot them. They're my outdoor plants. And I'm just kind of waiting for the weather to kind of cool off because you don't want to shock your plants more than you need to. And so I like to go to Walmart first, but this Walmart had jacked Tons of soil, which I actually need to go back now because <laughs> I ran out of soil last weekend, which is why I haven't potted anything yet. But that's besides the point. And then we went to Home Depot because Home Depot always has, surprisingly, not surprisingly, what I need. So we'll start with the Walmart incident. So my husband and I were driving through, I guess, uh, Glendale is the city that we were driving through. And like I said, it's very blue collar, predominantly Hispanic families live there. And he was just kind of like getting very anxious and very annoyed with, the people he was witnessing. And I was like, well, what's wrong with it? And he's like, well, it reminds me of how I grew up. And he didn't like that. And so I thought that that was very interesting because it was as if a judgment was being cast onto them for the fact that they're hardworking, poor families. And, you know, I know his parents worked very hard to get out of that uh, poverty lifestyle. And I'd say that they're out of it 100% um, versus like my family, I would still consider them within that that margin. I wouldn't even call them, you know, middle class, maybe lower middle class, but it, you know what I mean? Like the mindset hasn't changed is what I'm trying to say. But my mindset has definitely changed. I tend to look at these people with more compassion because I know what it's like to be there and I know that they're all just doing the best that they can with what they have. And sometimes their dharma is to go through these lessons again and relive again the karma, right? Because they didn't learn anything the last time. So here we are again in hopes that they they learn. And some of them do and they break out of it, um, which is great. Obviously, we don't want our society trapped in this matrix that we've all created. But... You know, some of us are still dealing with a lot of these, especially when it comes to finances, like our money mindset is just not there. And so I just thought it was so interesting, my husband's point of view, because I used to think that way also, but it's been a very long time since I've thought that way. And so as we pull into Walmart, and all right, it's a whole different, I always joke about Walmart, like you find like the freakiest of the freak people at Walmart like not I'm not saying this in judgment it's just that's what happens unless you project out a different outcome that you want which I try to do so when I go into Walmart I try to come with the mindset of like oh I'm not going to see like somebody's ass hanging out which would happen all the time at all the Walmarts I've ever been at actually and so but lo and behold that didn't happen but for my husband it was a different story so as we're pulling up into the Walmart po- parking lot, he no- he starts noticing like these morbid obese people. and they're the type of morbid obese that they're in the electric scooters. and then on top of it, they were smoking. and it, there was more than one. That's what was so interesting to me. I was like, how is there more than one? Like usually you see like the offset of them that are, you know, getting around as they can. But I was just like, wow. Like this is all a projection of what my husband is experiencing, seeing, maybe holding judgments on himself. I always think it's a little hilarious because it just reminds me when I see something like that, right? Like the overweight people smoking when you're like, what's going on? And it just reminds me of like, where am I not cleaning up my act? Where am I not being as disciplined where I know I should be, not with just the way that I eat, but with the way that I move my body, treat my body, speak to my body. Like, what am I doing? Because the act of smoking is putting something into your mouth regardless. And I know like some people have like addictions to that. I very much had that addiction as a child because it goes back to that, oh, shut the kid up with the cookie, right? And then it just turns into this habit of having to get that same dopamine effect into the body through the mouth. It doesn't matter if it's smoke, doesn't matter if it's food. Sometimes it's both, you know, in this case, it was obviously both, Um, which obviously leads to health complications, which is why these individuals were in wheelchairs because they can't walk, right? The knees are probably bad. Hips are probably bad on top of, you know, the weight that they're carrying. I'm sure it's, you know, they can't get around very well. But to my husband, it was just, you know, showing him and I asked him like, well, why do they bother you? And he told me, well, because they're fat. And it he started to talk about how he doesn't like that they're fat because it's just making him remind himself of how he's not happy with his body and how he can see himself as fat. And so I thought that that was very interesting. So I'm explaining this because I just encourage you, like if somebody triggers you in a way where like even the way that they look, it doesn't matter if it's like the most beautiful woman in the world and you're just like, she looks, she's probably a bitch or something, right? It's like you have these perceptions on them because it's a judgment you have holding onto yourself. So like in that instance, if you see a beautiful person and you automatically associate them with being negative, it means that somewhere in your heart, you either don't see yourself as beautiful or you think you have your own nasty attitude and you know that you do, you know, and that's why there's that correlation. So obviously the Walmart shopping experience was not good for either of us. And then it doesn't help that every time my husband has a bad attitude, he always picks like the squeaky carts. It's just like, what's going on? And then he doesn't want to be in the store. So he's rushing me and being annoyed. And literally he started pacing around me in circles with the shopping cart in the aisle because, you know, Walmart's got those really big, wide aisles, which I wish every store had, by the way. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> they didn't have what I wanted anyway. But like I said, now I got to go back because I need soil, um, which I probably, I don't know if I'm going to go to that Walmart because actually I think Home Depot is technically closer. But anyway, so... Then we go off to Home Depot. And then this is where the conversation happened more so with um, how my husband didn't feel comfortable with being in that neighborhood because of how poverty stricken it looked. But to me, it just looked like a hard working class people that, you know, maybe they can't afford everything, but they're doing the best they can, like I said, because I know what that's like. That's how I grew up. And so it wasn't until we got to Home Depot that he kind of started to see the problem because we were talking in the car about this, obviously, and how people are mirrors to us. And I feel like I talk about this a lot, but I don't talk about it enough on this podcast is that, yes, people are mirrors, just like the people at Walmart were mirrors for my husband. And they were mirrors for me, right, to see, like, am I doing what I need to do correctly? Sometimes you're just witnessing things, um, but more often than not it's to reflect something back to you and whenever we go into uh, the ghetto right i guess that's the better way to explain things but for like the uh layman's term version i never have problems like i know like a lot of people are scared to go into the ghetto Or just anywhere that they're unfamiliar with that can look a little bit daunting. But I never get afraid because one, I know I'm divinely protected. But then two, I always notice that people are much nicer to me. And I think it has to go with my mindset because I don't come at them with these judgments of like, you know, even your energy. When you walk into somewhere and you have this, oh, I'm better than you energy, you know, you need to get your shit together energy. People can feel that just from you walking into a room. But when I walk in, I walk in with this very innocent, like, you know, I get it. I was there. I'm not there now, but I, you know, there's a way out and I understand, like, I, I know, kind of thing. And typically, more oftentimes than not, people are nice to me. It doesn't matter if it's a woman. It doesn't matter if it's a man. Sometimes a woman can be a little bit judgy towards me, but again, that goes back to, They're seeing something that they don't like within themselves that I have that they might not have yet, right? Not that you can't achieve these things. It's just maybe that time is not correct for you. And with men, I like most of the time they, they love me, right? I mean, come on, (laughs) like men and women, like, yeah, anyways, but I bring it up because again, it's a reflection of myself, being projected out, and then they're projecting back onto me. So, Home Depot um, was a great experience, actually. I always have a really good experience. I was actually very sad that I could not buy, and it, um, what are those, the, the paletas from the little carts? There was a guy there with the cart, and every time I walked by, he rang the bell, and I was like, I can't eat that. <laughs> There's milk in that. But I wish it's so delicious. Bringing back my childhood memories here, growing up in. LA but anyways so as my husband's mood improved the day got better it got easier it got lighter we then went to lunch had a nice conversation about all of this and helped to see the loop that he is in which is actually another thing that I wanted to briefly mention on here as well because when we are in loops we can't see the way out and it doesn't matter what you're looping on. You can be looping on medicine, quote unquote. You can be looping, you know, just in your own mind, which a lot of us, we do it consciously. We're just looping like this. Oh, you know, I'm inspired and I'm going to get out of my shit. And then it's like all of a sudden the moon changes and oh, I, I don't know. I'm tired of this. And it turns into complaining and it's like, well. Let's hold up here. Like did we take any action towards like inspired action based on the inspiration that you had? No. Okay. Well, why then why are we looping again and it turns into this mindset deal? And so eventually I was able to kind of talk him off the ledge, but then later this week or well, earlier this week I should say actually, cuz it's Friday and this was earlier in the week, was he did the same thing all over again that I literally I was like okay this is where the tough love Amber comes in because you're not hearing me you're not getting it I don't like what's going on and I just straight up had to call him out and I was like you need to stop looping okay right now you're being the fly caught in the web the web that you created by the way because we all create this this web that we're trapped in it doesn't matter if you're born into the web or not like at some level we all agreed to this before the birth process and it's either your job to get out of it or there's karma that you need to you know clean up essentially and eventually it'll turn into dharma because you learned your lesson but some of us don't and we're just in this karma loop over and over and over and over and some people like my husband can only handle the feminine oh it's okay and light and love and you know, you just, you just gotta think differently. It's like, fuck you, man, come on, get it together. What are you doing? You're pissing me off. <laughs> and and when I say that he pisses me off, it just reminds me of where I get stuck in my own loops because I'm guilty of this too. I'm guilty of when he's got to, you know, talk me off my legend out of my loop because I do get caught in my own too. So I there's often times where, you know, I'm the fly in that moment. But most of the time, I try to remain the spider, creating this little web that is my life, that is this matrix that we live in, right? And we can create whatever beauty that that looks like. And I know people don't like spiders. They don't like flies. But that is essentially the easiest way to kind of explain it without it not making sense, if that makes sense. Because spiders make the most beautiful webs. It's their home. It's they can do it again and again and again. You, you ever notice that? If you destroy a spider's web, as long as you don't kill the spider, it'll create another web, sometimes in the same area, sometimes, uh, you know, in a different spot, because maybe that wasn't the safest way for them to put it, because obviously it got destroyed, and those types of things. And they're creating the web to catch the flies, To That's their food. And when I say that we're the fly in caught in this matrix, the spider is... The people, the 1% of our government, that controls the population. And there's a ton of flies that they have in there. And it's a slow bleed, though. It's not like this quick bleed where in nature, right, where the spider eats the fly. I don't know how long it takes a spider to eat a fly, actually. But I imagine it's a lot faster than our whole lifetime, right? But it can feel really quick or really slow, depending on what our mindset is if we're trapped in this wet So to end this on a really beautiful note, though, I thought that this was really cool is this was actually at the beginning of this day. We had to stop at AutoZone. My husband needed to grab. um, I don't know what he was grabbing something for the car, obviously, because we were at AutoZone. But there was this couple I never go into AutoZone by the way I refuse to go in there one it just smells like chemical crap and every man listening to this is like you're crazy but no I'm not I'm a woman and you're killing your liver but anyways and and I usually just hang out by the the keychains or where they have the windshield wipers and the (laughs) license plate frames because that's the most interesting part of the store to me because I'm not the person that likes to work on the cars, I'm the person that likes to drive them. So I was waiting in the truck and I witnessed this couple, and they also fell into this blue collar, you know, type of family. And it was so nice to see the guy open the door for his girlfriend. And she got in the car, he closed the door, walked around, and got in the car. And I was like, how sweet is this? Chivalry is not dead. Chivalry is only dead to those that don't feel that they are deserving of that same behavior. It doesn't matter if it's the man opening the door, it doesn't matter if it's another woman holding the door open for another person behind her. If you don't do that, that means you don't feel worthy. Just let that sink in. So I thought it was so beautiful to witness that because it shows you that you don't have to have money to be this type of person. You don't have to look a certain type of way to be that nice person. You can have everything you need and look however it is that you want to look. Be however it is you want to be. My question is always, why should we allow society to dictate what we think is correct for us or not? It's just a good question to ask, and I think it's a good question we should constantly be asking ourselves because I know that I've been guilty of it in the past where I care too much about what other people might think versus just doing the damn thing because I want to, and it's in my heart, and it wouldn't be a calling if it wasn't for me to do. Who cares what everybody thinks and says? That's societal nonsense thought that we tend to put on and again it goes back to what self-judgments do we hold on ourselves so i'll leave you with that during uh, this weekly roundup and we're back to regular scheduled programming so i hope you have a wonderful weekend and hopefully you can you too notice the different things the way people reflect back at you hopefully more positively than negatively, but if it is negatively to really kind of let it sink in and really ponder as to why they were acting that way, not because they have a problem, but where in your life do you have that problem? And they're just projecting it, mirroring, reflecting it directly back to you. So until next week, like I said, have a beautiful weekend and I'll see you. I want to see you. we